This Breakfast with Ben's podcast on the Fans First Network brought to you by Gerger Construction. It's not too soon to start planning your dream deck. They build decks year-round, and they're booking into spring and summer 2024. Gerger Construction is a small burg business specializing in decks, pergolas, railings, and fencing. Fully insured, licensed, and now offering financing options. Go to GergerConstruction.com to get your free project estimate or to schedule your deck safety inspection today. Busy 24 hours on the podcast page. I want to thank Jeremy Kahn from Baltimore, Jamal St. Cyr from down in Jacksonville, my buddy Sal Capaccio out in Buffalo, covering all the games that impact the Steelers this weekend, including the Steelers-Ravens game on Saturday, the first of the slate, and of course the one that everybody in Pittsburgh is watching to see if the Steelers can keep their playoff hopes alive. We'll talk about all of them with Jeff Erickson from Rotowire in just a second as we get to our Fantasy sports podcast for the week. I know a lot of people have wrapped up their fantasy football season. Some carry over to this last week. And then, of course, you can do daily fantasy for the playoffs, which is a lot of fun to do come playoff time. Jeff from Rotowire, he is the best fantasy analyst, best fantasy site in the business. Jeff, thank you for your help along the way for my fantasy teams. I am now a two time reigning champion. After sweating out a victory in the championship game last week, uh, I'll frame it this way. I was going up against both C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott, and I still won. So uh, there you go. I started C.D. Lamb and lost in a championship game because I also started Stephon Diggs. I also lost Keenan Allen, Amari Cooper, Trevor Lawrence, and Joshua Palmer, and I was scrambling to find replacements. So... uh, you know, and I lost by 10 points. So it was close, but uh, so it goes. And I won another league. Um, actually, won two leagues out of 18. That's that's about an average year. If you think about it, you should win out of one every 10. Um, so, yeah, not, not a great year for me. The guy who was my fantasy stud the last two weeks, who basically won for me, was a difference maker in the semifinal, my best player the final weekend, was James Conner. Ex-Pitt running back, ex-Steelers running back. Uh, He was my RB2. I had Mostert as my RB1 all year. I usually use Connor as my second running back, and boy, was he fantastic down the stretch. His late performance against Philadelphia was the true difference maker for me. Yeah, two touchdowns in that one, tons of rushing yards, uh, just a heck of a game. And, you know, you're right. He has been rolling lately. In fact, he is my... Number one running back this week. If you're playing in any sort of format this week, Connor is my number one guy. Love the matchup at home against the Seattle Seahawks, who, as you well know, can't stop the run right now. Oh, boy, yeah. After I had made that connection because I'd sort of forgotten about the NFC West after my season wrapped up, and, of course, the Steelers took care of business out in Seattle last week. But, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe I should have paid more attention to that all year long, Jeff. Just get running backs who can run against the Seahawks. That was some of the worst tackling that I've ever seen in my life. I wonder how many people had fantasy leagues that were determined by Najee Harris's performance. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of people. If you, if you got, to, got to that point and still had him available, absolutely. He, he was massive. You know, Jalen Warren almost got 100 yards, and he got a touchdown as well. Uh, and Seattle at the beginning of the season was okay against the run, but they, the last six weeks have been brutal. Uh, they've had a few, couple of injuries, and they've just kind of worn down and worn down. 
Uh, and you'll see that this time of year. You see that running games that were dormant earlier in the year are a lot stronger right now. Jeff, it came down to the last game between the Bengals and Chiefs for my fantasy championship. I had Chase. My opponent had Kelsey. It was like a five-point margin in my favor, and it roughly stayed that way. I can't believe it came down to Chase and Kelsey, and basically nothing changed because neither of those guys did anything. No, they didn't. Um, it looked like that Chase was like the Bengals' offense was rolling for a while, and the Chiefs made a couple of adjustments to get more pressure on Jake Browning. Um, and as you have also seen from a Steelers perspective pressure and Jake Browning don't go well together. So that changed the entire game. Um, they got a big stop on fourth down early in the third quarter. and The Bengals did really nothing after that. Um, I was about, I, I thought you were going to tell me that you won because of Harrison Butker and his six field goals, but uh, <laughs> um, there were people that had that going for them too. All right, Tucker. I almost always wind up with Tucker as my kicker. And that was pretty sure. good for me, especially with the amount of points overall that Baltimore put up, even though he's kicking a bunch of extra points. It added up for me as the afternoon went along. So you've brought it up a couple times, uh, you know, that as we move towards the last week, if people do use full seasons for their fantasy football campaigns, this is why most teams, uh, most leagues don't, because so many guys are sitting. Uh, the Steelers are taking on the Ravens, and they'll be sitting a ton of people, including Lamar. For folks who are still playing this week, Jeff, do you like Steelers going up against what will remain of the Ravens' defense, or do you still think stay away from the Deontay Johnsons, George Pickens, and Pat Fryermuths and company? I, I think you go with the running backs. The, the, the pass-catching options are a little scary, but I think Pickens has been so good the last two weeks. But I will remind everybody that the Ravens are a deep team, and even their subs play really hard. I mean, just look at their their long-standing tradition of winning every single preseason game. They try to play hard even through there. They're trying to preach a winning culture. Um, I'm using all sorts of Pittsburgh examples for my points this week, too. Uh, remember, fast Willie Parker and the rest of the third-string Steelers knocking out the Bills that one year. Uh, when the Bills needed to win and the Steelers didn't and they were resting their starters, Hey, this every you know this this isn't the, like the, the college where you have ninety guys on scholarship. You can, you have to play somebody. Uh, so if you have a fifty five man roster, some of those guys can really play that don't really get the playing time. They still can play. Uh, they're going to play hard because if you get hurt if you don't play hard, so it won't be easy for that crew. Um, and you know I, I but I was expect like someone like Kyle Hamilton not to play for Baltimore. Anybody that's got an injury, that's the type of guy that's going to sit. I also remember very clearly Trevor Lawrence and the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars beating the Colts to help the Steelers get in a couple years ago in a similar situation uh, where the Colts were playing with everything on the table. The Jaguars, uh, I think, had two wins that year and were long since eliminated, and the Jags somehow won. Now it's coming down to the Jaguars taking on the Tennessee Titans and Lawrence's status very well may be the determining factor as to whether or not the Steelers get in the playoffs this year. What are you hearing about Trevor Lawrence for people who have him late in leagues this year? And in general with that game, what are your takeaways? Is this a big week for Derrick Henry? Pittsburghers sure hope that's the case. Lawrence's status is very much in question. Uh, he uh, has been limited in practice both with the shoulder and a finger issue. And the latest I read that is that he's going to be a game-time decision. 
So that that's not boding well. And let's be honest, he hasn't played very well when he has played lately trying to play through all these injuries. It's shades of Baker Mayfield on the Browns. Uh, if you recall that there was, you know, there were multiple weeks where he should have sat, uh, and you know, in the case of Mayfield and hurt the team for the Browns. And I feel like the same has kind of happened with Lawrence, except Beathard's not very good either. So I get why they want, you know, he's going to try against all odds to try to play. But uh, and Henry, uh, you know, he's had a couple of good games here and there, but he's had some real stinkers too lately. And Jacksonville's actually pretty good at stopping their run. I don't think this is a massive game for him. I think if you have him, you use him. But I wouldn't go out of my way to use him in DFS, for instance. What are you expecting from the quarterback position for Tennessee? Is it going to be Levis, Tannehill? What are they going to do? Now, Levis had a limited practice Thursday, no practice Wednesday. He, game time decision there, too. It's kind of come down on both sides that way. I'm really worried about the state of the Dolphins. I was really worried about it last week for my fantasy purposes because sure. Hill and Mostert pretty much carried me along with Chase to the championship, and I got nothing out of Mostert. He didn't play. I didn't get the typical Tariq Hill performance and still managed to eke out the victory anyway. But uh, what should Steelers fans expect from the Dolphins this week as they're rooting hard for them to beat the Bills? Uh, man, they are all banged up right now. Um, and in the case of Tyree Kill, he, he's emotionally scarred as well as physically with a house fire that he had to deal with this week. Looked like it was pretty significant. He's going to return to practice Friday. Uh, they expect him to play, obviously. Jalen Waddle, I wouldn't count on. Uh, the offensive line's pretty banged up. I don't know if we're going to see Raheem Mostert. Probably a slightly better chance with Mostert than Waddle, but uh, we'll see about that. Uh, I think it, I mean, they have home field here. This is big, uh, but I mean, Let's face it, the Bills Mafia is going to travel well. Uh, we'll see a lot of them down there in Miami. It's going to be uh, – I think it's close. I think that it's a three-point line still in favor of Buffalo, and I think that's a pretty accurate line. Offensively, who's going to star for the Bills? James Cook and uh, um, Josh Allen running the ball, not throwing the ball. I mean, I, like I alluded to it earlier, Stephon Diggs hasn't had a good game in like six weeks. Um, it, it's And I don't know what to do with him next year. It's going to be one of those guys that – I'll probably be back on the wagon, but I'm certainly not going to take him at the end of the first round. I might take him at the end of the second round. Um, hard to count on anybody in the passing game right now. How about Eagles and Cowboys, uh, players that you think will have good games for those two teams as they vie for the NFC East crown? Uh, so the Eagles are a very tricky situation because they need Dallas to lose. So they play at the same time, but guarantee you at least the coaching staff in the front office is going to be watching that scoreboard. Uh, if Dallas is up big, you could. I, I think you could see them sit Hurts. You could see them sit a lot of their key starters. Uh, Devonta Smith is already looking like he's not going to be able to play. He hasn't practiced. Not supposed to practice Friday. Would make a clean sweep for the whole week of not practicing after suffering that ankle sprain. They kind of downplayed it afterward, but then again, he was on crutches and a walking boot on Monday. So uh, I, I would be surprised if Smith plays or, or does much if he does play. Um, I, I think you'll see them try to run the ball a lot. Uh, I think you'll see. I think this is actually a good DeAndre Swift week, and I think it's a, a pretty decent Barkley week on the other side of that coin too, because Philly gave up those 200 rushing yards to Arizona last week. Um, Dallas, it's everything works for Dallas here offensively. Uh, the Commanders are just oh, they're a funnel right now. You want to go, you want your guys to go against the Commanders. That's for sure. Uh, so Lamb's great, Dak's great. 
Um, I, I even think Pollard has a good game in this one here too. And he, I know he's been somewhat disappointing lately, but or all season long, really. Uh, but I think he has a decent game this week as well. Uh, the, the commanders, even though Jacoby Brissett is healthy, had a full practice yesterday, he's still not going to start another commitment to them trying to lose that game, preserve that top three pick. Finally, Jeff, as we look ahead to the NFC, it's what the five teams for the two spots remaining there. Um, whether it's the NFC South for Tampa Bay, Baker Mayfield, and who's playing for the Bucks, uh, Saints players, or any of those three teams that are bouncing around still alive, like the Packers and Vikings and so forth for the last wild card, who stands out in that crop of teams do you think that really has a big fantasy week to help their team get in the postseason? You know, uh, injuries again tell the story. Alvin Kamara hasn't practiced this week. Baker Mayfield's been banged up for the Bucks, but I think he'll play. But, you know, they said he's progressing better and better each day, so we'll watch that. But um, I'm really interested in the Green Bay-Chicago game. Chicago is like Detroit last year, where they're, they're kind of finishing on a high note. They're playing better and better. Their defense has gotten better. Um, they'll, they'll be the team that won't make the playoffs and yet is pretty happy with the, the, the arc of the season. Um, and they could knock Green Bay out. Green Bay, you know, Green Bay wins, they're in. So that that's that's they're kind of like the fulcrum of this whole thing here. If they lose, that opens up the door for other wild card spots. The NFC South, you you know, a wild card is still possible. Heck, it's even possible for Atlanta to make the playoffs. The number twelve team right now in the NFC could still make the playoffs if the Bucks lose, and uh, in Atlanta beats New Orleans. I mean, that they could still win the South, which is kind of crazy. Um, the Rams are benching their starters against the Niners, so they don't care about six versus seven. I think that's a kind of interesting to note there. Um, so it's just it's so wild to watch all these permutations. I guess I like uh, – and, and I think of all those uh, that we're talking about, I still think I like the Chicago offensive players. I like, just, I like Justin Fields again this week. I like DJ Moore this week against the Packers. I think they're going to play hard against the Packers. What do you think of Geno, Fanton, Metcalf for Seattle? I mean, those are the guys that really stood out against the Steelers. Do you expect that to be the yeah. same this week, or is it Njigba and uh, Lockett that have bounced back weeks? I think uh, Smith and Jigba could be uh, get a decent number of third-down targets. Watch Kevin Walker's status. He's aggravated that shoulder injury against the Steelers last week. He's been limited. He was limited yesterday after being uh, not active, not practicing at all on Wednesday. If he doesn't play, Zach Charbonnet might might be a pretty sneaky good start. Jeff, thanks. Enjoy the day. I know we caught you before the course. Uh, hit him straight. <laughs> Have a good time, and we'll catch up next week for some daily fantasy. What can people get at Rotowire this week? So you can check out our individual rankings. You can check out uh, everything that we have to author, including our uh, wide receiver versus corner matchups article. Goes up from Mario Quig. Goes up today. Check it all out, rotowire.com slash free. Get your free peek behind the paywall. Awesome, Jeff. Talk to you next week. Awesome. Thanks, Tim. Jeff Erickson from Rotowire.